Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, this is Gwendolyn, and I'm your host, Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm your host on this, our weekly radio show, The Visual Workplace, about letting the workplace speak. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of that, of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living landscape of work. And we do that through visual devices and through visual systems. How to install the language of our current level of operational excellence, even if we are not quite as excellent as we will be or we wish we would be. Our current level of operational excellence, we install it into the living landscape of work. We make that concrete and specific through visual devices, through mini systems, through macro systems. We literally can see how we think because the devices capture our intelligence. And when we see how we think, we can predict how that thinking will function. We have a baseline. We have a functioning baseline. We've captured it. And then we can improve upon it. So when you begin to move down the visual pathway, what you're doing is you're setting up a platform of both self-leadership and self-reflection where you can see your thinking through your visual devices and therefore you can improve it. And why do we bother? We bother for the considerable, the impressive bottom line benefits in terms of improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs. We often, often see a 15% increase in productivity. We often see that move, the dial move up towards 20%, 25%, 30%, and beyond. Whether you are currently a lean plant or just beginning that journey, or you are currently just traditional in your business model, Visuality will have a powerful impact because it is the language of work embedded. It is your system embedded, made tangible, made concrete, made specific, and therefore it can grow. So you have the bottom line benefits and you have splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce, not just on the operator level, although that is so powerful but the connection, the connectivity between your various functions, between purchasing and the shop floor, between quality and purchasing and the shop floor, finance, accounting, your supply chain, your material handling, your material in general, your human resources. Visuality is a language, it is the language of all of these functions made tangible. That's what visuality is for. Yes, some small aspect of it is seeing the difference between normal and abnormal. That's like 3% or should I put 0.03%. That is one tiny component. And I know many of you who study lean have seen that as a way to define visuality, but that is sort of like defining food as calories, It doesn't exactly give you 
a full picture. It certainly doesn't give you the, the concept of nourishment and growth when you think of <laughs> food as calories. And I know many of us do. Oh, dear. So we get bottom line benefits, splendid cultural alignment, and we enjoy ourselves at work. That in us that wants to improve. And it is fundamental in each of us. It is part of our brain function to improve. This is my whole discussion about the mind as a pattern-seeking mechanism. We are continually, mind function is continually looking for higher levels of patterns. That is called continuous improvement. When you harness that, that is your continuous improvement function. And all you have to do is ignite it because it's built into our brain function. And so we go to work, we enjoy ourselves, we become thoroughbreds. We are thoroughbreds. We are all of us looking for the race. We are looking for a race where we can feel the wind in our, in our mane, in our hair, and we can feel our body stretch to make the race. We become thoroughbreds at work. We become heroes in our own eyes, and we make a tremendous contribution. Full of goodwill and full of acuity, we become precise and smart and fashioned by the work that fashions us. The work fashions us, we fashion the work. And work becomes a place that we go to in the incomparable words of Taichi Ono, the co-architect with Shigeo Shingo of the Toyota production system. We um, come to work to think. We don't come to work to work. We come to think. We come to work to think. Working is thinking for us. We become scientists of our own process. And the enterprise, as a result, becomes increasingly conscious, fluid, and very, very profitable. So welcome. Welcome. (laughs) I've been traveling, but I'm back. And I'm back, and I am anxious to get to our topic of today. We are going to complete our discussion of the X-type today. Next time we meet, we will move into the war room. We will build one, and um, we are closing in on the executive function on this particular series. By the way, my new book, Smart Simple Design Reloaded, is out on Kindle. I believe it went out today on Kindle, and it's terrific. It's about variety effectiveness, how to make your variety effective, and the cost of complexity, the cost of the opposite. If you let complexity rule your organization, boy, are you ever going to need visual, and are you ever going to need lean? Because they're both antidotes to a complexity. So let's see. Uh, I also want to tell you that right after the show, with an hour after the show today, I'm going to be doing our monthly live webinar. For a call this week uh, is I'm sorry. This month is the Visual Machine, letting the machine speak, and uh, it's really great. I did this in the Glen Fittich in the Glen Fittich factory up in Scotland in January. I've reduced it for our uh, webinar. It'll be about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. I hope you can join us. You can jump online and join us, pardon me, or simply call the office and someone will register you. I hope you can join us. It's a really good one. Our new website is launched. We have e-learning systems that are excellent with complete trackability for administering and managing it and seeing who's watching and who's not. We will be uh, posting the Shingo Visual Workplace course 
probably within a few weeks. That will also be another offering. Our podcasts will be available also as bundles very, very soon. They'll be edited. And all in all, we're chugging along in the direction of getting my work out so that you can um, you can utilize it. We, of course, are an active training and consulting and coaching company. We do a lot of that, and you can be in touch with us through radio at visualworkplace.com. <clears throat> Pardon me, or through our website. Let me get a drink. Oh, that feels good. Or through our website, visualworkplace.com, or simply call us at 503-233-1784. 503-233-1784. We'd be happy to hear from you and happy to help. So, welcome back to Visual Leadership and our discussion of the X-Type Matrix. A number of you, I know, are vitally interested in this topic. And others of you, and remember there's about 70,000 people listening a month, and others of you may question the relevance of the X-Type Matrix within the visual paradigm. So let's see in this show if I can work through both those agendas. And by the way, you got a copy of the X-Type format in the February 18th issue of The Visual Thinker. That's our weekly e-newsletter. If you don't get it, just send us an email or sign up online and you will get it. Send us an email at radio at visualworkplace.com. This is a great weekly e-newsletter on visual thinking. It is written and compiled by our uh, trusted VP of communication, Cindy Linden. She does a wonderful job. She also has uh, uh, parts of the newsletter that talks about real failures in visuality with wonderful examples of failures. And I write an article every week. I just finished the 10th doorway and now I'll start writing on other things now that I have the 10 doorways out of the way. Um, I'll start writing on other things, and also this is the way we announce our radio show to you. So in the February 18th issue is a copy of the X-Type format, the X-Type matrix format. Dig that out or jump online and you'll find it and uh, look at it because the format is the answer to the question, what relevance does this have to the visual technology or the visual paradigm or visuality in general. It is visual. And not only that, and I'll walk through this again by way of review in a moment, it is a very tight format that is intentionally designed to trigger or draw out certain executive components of thinking. But let me mention first why having a format is so important. The structure itself forces you to think within its boundaries. That's the nature of visuality and these two-dimensional flat formats. And I will tell you, most of executive leadership is a two-dimensional flat format, a construct, a visual construct that is used to lead. It is a place for the executive to put her mind to put his mind, to organize the mind, and to think. So we're moving into a break right now, and uh, we'll pick this up as soon as I get back. I'll be here. I hope you join me. Thanks. Thanks. 
from the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth at the Visual Workplace, and this is the second part of our show today. We are summing up and putting into kind of a list of do's and don'ts the X-type matrix. We hope, I hope you are interested. Just before the break, I was talking about the usefulness, the relevance of format for the executive. There's something called and I've mentioned this to you before, the third focus in brain function and also human behavior. The third focus is simply a focus that is different than you and me. There's you, there's me. That's the first focus, me. The second focus is you. We talk to each other in that way, first and second focus. The third focus is when we turn, you and me, to something outside of you and me, a third focus, a piece of paper, even if it's blank. A piece of paper, even if it's blank, will change the complexion, the feeling uh, between two people. It will cool things down and also allow the mind to clarify simply by looking at a third focus, even if it's blank. We use this mechanism also for the brain to look outside of itself. When we are faced with a blank piece of paper, contrary contrary to what many writers say when they say, oh my God, my real terror is to face a blank page, actually the mind can relax. 
and it can begin to fill in that space. When we present it with a format such as the X-Type, which is very tightly structured, please, if you don't have access to our newsletter right now, just jump on Google and look up X-Type matrix. Usually, it'll show up under X-Type, hyphen or no hyphen. Google will show it up, hit images, and you'll see plenty of them. But this tight format allows the mind to think you simply have to adjust to that format. So it does two things. It allows you to talk about your annual plan of growth, stability, and financial benefit in a cool environment of that third focus. But it also allows you to think about it. I'm going to describe with words now because I actually find it very helpful to engage your listening mind in formulating the matrix in your brain as a way for you to feel your own brain function. So I want to now describe the X-type. I did this at uh, a show when I introduced X-type. I want to do it again now. And I want you to see a seven and a half by 11 or whatever your size is, if you're in England, then an A3. See a piece of blank paper of reasonable size. The center of this format is an X, a rather large X on the lower left. And I want you to see this X as a quadrant, as four sections. And begin the quadrant cycle at nine o'clock on the clock. Nine o'clock is your first quadrant, that's number one. Your second quadrant is 12, then three, then six is your fourth and final quadrant. One position in each section. And each position at this, the very heart of the matrix, represents a vital executive orientation. And remember that I include... VPs with plant managers and operation, operational managers, plant managers with presidents. When I talk about executive, I mean that you uh, carry the responsibilities on the leadership level of your organization. That's where the burden of budget, stability, and growth is, and it's on your shoulders. The X-type is a flexible, scalable format. It can fit any array of that, of budget, stability, and growth. That's what it's made for. It is meant to capture your annual plan on a single page. So these four quadrants are in order, and they're named from 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock is your policy initiatives for the year. The strategic direction, whether this is a corporation of 53 plants or a single plant. You still have the burden of budget stability and growth on your shoulders. So number nine position of the quadrant, that's number one, nine o'clock is, is where we begin, is the policies, your intentions, your strategic intention and direction for the year. The 12 o'clock position are the projects that need to be deployed to make that direction a reality. So we call those linked projects. So that's the second quadrant. The third quadrant is your measures. 
what dial has to move or what dial will move as these projects get underway, gather momentum, and produce? What are the measures, the metrics that tell you that you're going in the right direction, that the project that is linked to your strategic direction actually is producing, is impacting that direction? And the fourth and final quadrant at the 6 o'clock position is what's the benefit? How much money do you make or how much money do you save? Money made, money saved. That's the fourth quadrant. You can read lots and lots about the X-type and lots of modifications and cool things that people can do, but this is the heart of the matter. And you shouldn't stray too far from that, from those definitions. And like a clock, the matrix is an integrated whole. And, And please get this. You cannot remove any part of the matrix without overturning its impact in a way eliminating the power of the rest of the construct of the format. If you remove, look at a clock, if you decide in your wisdom to remove one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock and let the other hours do all the work, you've lost something really indispensable to the clock function, haven't you? (laughs) You can't get rid of six, seven, six o'clock, seven o'clock, and eight o'clock and still have a clock. You will not have an integrated whole. So each of these quadrants plays its part, and here's the thing, in relationship to the other three. It's the relationship that matters. They are individually very important, strategic direction, projects, metrics, and money saved, money made, but The power comes from their relationship. And the format of the X-type is what forces that issue. It forces you to attend to this balance, this relationship. So the X is the heart of the mechanism. There are two, you could say three, I'll map them in a moment, other elements that are critical enablers in order to make the X work, and I'll name them now, but the X is the heart of the matter. And so when you do your X-type matrix, you focus on that. And I'm going to be talking about do's and don'ts in a moment. So the heart of the mechanism of the format is the X, and there's another element, a critical enabler. You will have a section on resources. Who are the parties to those projects, who or what function, what department is responsible for moving the dial in terms of making these projects successful so that you can impact the policy or strategic direction. You see, we're working backwards from that. So if you're on the GM level, some of the parties or departments or functions will certainly be finance, operations, supply chain, your continuous improvement function, which I hope you have on the GM level. I hope that that is a VP of corporate improvement or strategic direction. But, okay, on the plant level, it's comparable. Operations, purchasing, continuous improvement, supply chain, it's comparable. 
because these are the connecting points for you as the executive to get the work of the corporation done or the plant done. There'll be another section. So you'll have one section for resources. And in this play of matrix, this matrix, there will be dots that connect the departments participating in specific projects. And these can certainly be tied to the names of the heads of that, uh, that department. Of course, the department functions because someone is in charge. We know that. Another enabling, critical enabling section is on tools, the methods of change, the methods of driving change. And I want to dwell on this for a moment because it's very important. This is often, almost always overlooked by executives who are not aware of the power and the place of methods in their own executive leadership. And this is plant or corporate, either one, both. Methods represent the how. Methods represent how the change will happen. Methods include timeline and people and targets, but you must have a methodology that embraces those components. This is a step-by-step process, an SOP for change. And there is a huge gap for this on the boardroom wall. It is a missing pain, P-A-N-E and also P-I-N. It is a missing pain for the executive plant manager window. And there's a simple reason for that. It's not taught. It's simply not taught. If you're lucky, you will acquire this knowledge opportunistically or you will acquire it because you have failed and in your diagnosis of your failure, you'll see, you know, I didn't have any how. I didn't have any way of getting that project to meet its measures. I simply turned it over. I, here's a dirty word, I delegated it. But I didn't, in my delegation, say, please identify the method you're going to use or the the array of methods you're going to use to affect this. It's simply not an executive question in our lexicon, in our lexicon of questions, the how. If you are an executive and lucky, you will have learned this on the golf course or at your dining room table when you were a kid. But it's not taught directly or directionally in our business schools. It's like time. Well, I'll pick this up after the next break. I'm on a little, little bit, if you haven't noticed it, I'm on a little bit of a soapbox because this is so important uh, in my view, in my opinion. (laughs) I'll see you in a moment after the break. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how 
through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, Visual Edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Welcome to the unique job search community of Lynn Radice Live. You do have the power to land the perfect job. If you are unemployed or underemployed or looking for your next career move, tune in to Lynn Radice Live. Get a job, no excuses. This is a first-of-its-kind job empowerment show. Lynn will identify the most critical needs in today's job market and show you how you can get a top position today. Get ready. Let's get hired. Lynn Radice Live airs live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to the third part of our show today at the Visual Workplace. We are talking about the X-Type Matrix. And I am uh, moving between trying to be very specific about the Matrix because this is our final show. Unless there's discussion and emails to say, say more in one direction or another, this is a kind of wrap show. I'm moving between the details and also the importance of the matrix. It's a strategic importance. Pardon me. And we were discussing just before the break that the how is not directly taught in our business school, in our business schools. It's not really part of the curriculum. It's like time. No one taught about time until we got whammed by the Japanese in the 1970s and the 1980s. There was a completely different agenda before then. No one taught about time. And even now, 30 years later, time is not a part of many business school curriculums, time-based operations. And yet it's fundamental. It's as fundamental as breath to business. We know that now. And to succeeding. Time is flow, time is pull, time is critical path. And we differentiate between time that converts material, value-adding time or services, and time that does not, non-value-adding. We have a whole discussion now of waste. And I will tell you that waste is taught. And I wish that professors, and if you're listening professors, please do this would add the discussion of time as a fundamental strategic construct of the executive mind to be aware of time. And similarly, we do not talk about how. How we use 
tool, we use the methodologies of change, we call them tools, and we call their residents the toolbox. It's a little toolbox. So we don't talk about the how, we relegate the how to a toolbox, we make it, we kind of marginalize it, we kind of infantilize it. Make it a little infant thing, a little toy thing. This is our toolbox. But methodology is the how, and it is one of the great benefits that has happened over the last 30 years that we are beginning to identify powerful hows, powerful methodologies that create change. Some of them are out of balance, but some of them are truly uh, critical and useful and valid and robust. So we don't discuss that in our business schools and therefore executives who have either been schooled or who look to the business school for guidance in their own self-education don't realize the importance, but the matrix holds it. You may have this, had this discussion at your, the dinner table of your youth if you were lucky. I've often thought about what dinner was like at the Kennedys the family of Jack Kennedy, Joe and Rose and Ethel and all the Kennedys. What an education that was. For whatever its distortions and irregularity, dinner at the Kennedys, the Tuesday night dinner, not the Saturday night when we're entertaining, but dinner on Tuesday with Papa Joe and the kids, was an education in the subtleties of thinking. Everything that I've read about it and heard about it makes me envy that. Makes me envy that. At my dinner table, when my father sat at the head of the table, we got a lecture on the, um, how did he put this, the, di- the dialectic of communism and capitalism, but it was not a discussion. If it had been a discussion, I would have advanced my thinking, my power of thinking there. I had to do that later. It was a lecture and I was force-fed about the, those dialectics. My father went to the uh, communist revolution in 1917, and boy, he was really full of opinions. But at the Kennedy table, Joe, according to my reading and my investigation, forced the children to speak, to actually make comment, to think. That's what dinner was for. (laughs) That was the nourishment. And so knowledge was combined with street smarts and conclusions were drawn and lives were formed and minds were set and the twig was bent. And that is what it's like to grasp the importance of methodology and why it's included on the matrix, on my matrix, and I hope on yours. Monumental, formative. It is easy to overlook because it's so big, hidden in plain sight, as it were. And that section of the X-type that I added several decades ago is there because my Western brothers and sisters are not naturally drawn to answering the question, how? How are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. Far too often, the answer is, well, it's obvious. I'm going to delegate it. I'm going to delegate, delegate. I'm going to have someone else do it. (laughs) So... I want you to do it. I want you to think through this. And I want to move into uh, some do's and don'ts about your tackling the matrix. I want to make it attractive to you, executives and plant managers. You don't have to tell anyone you're doing it, but I want you to try it out. Because of the subtlety and the power of the format, it will force your thinking. 
The X-type matrix is not a laundry list of honeydews. It is a carved pathway, a series of core decisions, core insights that you as an executive have to find and make in order to move forward. Remember our discussion many moons ago of strategy as defined by Rick Page. He says strategy is leadership. Hope is not a strategy. A system is not a strategy. The essence of strategy is allocating resources to the place and time that best exploits your competitors' weaknesses. Hope is not a strategy. A system is not a strategy. The essence of strategy is allocating resources to the place and time that best exploits your competitors' weaknesses. This is a small book, Hope is Not a Strategy, that may be out of print, but I cherish this book because it is so plain about distinguishing the role of the executive from the role of continuous improvement. I've made this point before. Continuous improvement is fundamental to our our life at work and the life of the company, but it is not the only component that is fundamental. There's an array. So let's talk about some do's and don'ts about the X-type matrix. Get an X-type. You can get it off of Google, print it out, and force yourself to use it. Hopefully, I can only vouch for my definition. You will follow the definitions of the four, four parts of the quadrant, policy or um, policy goals, high-level goals, strategic goals for the year, the linked projects, the targeted measures, how the dial needs to move, and how much we will make or save when this project is completed in a year-sized bit. You can make it for three months if you want to experiment with it, but you're going to need a year. So here's the first do. Do take on the challenge. Do work through an X-type and do it solo. Do it yourself. You can have a buddy to use as a sounding board, can be your direct report, but this is your own matrix. You're making it and you're watching your mind think. You're watching, for example, I'm just saying, for example, your lack of clarity about what are our strategic level goals, not our nice-to-haves, but our need-to-have, so that I can carry the burden of budget and stability and growth on my shoulders. What does that mean to me? Do ask your direct reports to do one of their own, but separately. And you can either have them do that simultaneously, but wait three weeks before you meet with them. Do not give in to the temptation to open the lid of their brain and see what they're thinking. They will rob you unintentionally of your own thinking. The empty matrix is a call for you to think and to create a habit of mind. You can't do that as a team. And if I were you, I would direct your direct reports to not do it as a team. To do it individually for a week. And the second week, you can find a buddy who's also working on it, or even better, who is not working on it. This is an opportunity to create a habit of mind for your direct team as well. If you move into the team environment too early, 
this is what will happen. The corporate direction will get diluted through this process of consensus, which if you use it incorrectly, will dilute clarity, will dilute transparency, will dilute strategy. The world is not a team-based world for a reason. We are moving towards collaboration, but we must never give up the power of the I, the power of the individual, the clarity, Churchill, Jobs, the great ones. Their vision burned so brightly in them, and both of them, these two men, went through long periods of solitude, of isolation. They had plenty of time to look inside, and they did, and to figure out what was important. That's what fired Churchill, and let me not digress, and Jobs, let me not digress. So, What will happen if you move to teams too early is that you will drop out because it won't be that interesting. You'll have a chance to have a kind of alignment, but alignment with what? And if the goals are so obvious to everyone that everyone has the same goals, then you're missing something. You're missing some dynamic that needs to be named and it can only be named through you. We all agree on the goals and so what? And so what? And so what? So I want you to do this. Take on the challenge. Do it alone to begin with. Delegate it to others. Make them do it alone also. And I will say this to you. Well, I'll save this for after the break. But I'm going to make a deal with you. We'll see how many of the 70,000 of you that will take advantage of an offer. So I'll be here when you get back. Let's go into our break. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. 
1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to the final segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace. I'm in the midst of some do's and don'ts about the X-Type, about operationalizing it. Next week, we will begin the war room and probably wrap visual leadership during that same show. We'll see. Okay. So right before the break, I was saying, please do not use consensus. Don't rob yourself of the, uh, the need to groom your mind based on the requirements of the matrix. This is a pristine, a virgin opportunity. And if you give it away, you'll not have the opportunity again because uh, the matrix has its own uh, sterling and uh, stiff requirements. It really does. And it's gorgeous from that point of view. It's the discipline of the format, the structure of the visual it's visuality as structure, and structure is freedom. So, give yourself time. Make sure to give yourself time. And in your mind, I think that you need to set aside m- maximally like three months, but you need time to crack the code. If you need coaching, and here's my offer. If you need coaching, I'm available. I promise I will talk with you. You can contact me by email but I will not respond by email. Someone will call and make an appointment with you and we'll have a talking appointment. And remember, there are 70,000 of you out there listening at last count. So that should speak to you to the rarefied level that you are if you call. It means that you are interested enough to learn this way of thinking. You are exceptional. And that's why I can offer to speak with you because will I get 10 calls or only one? The truth lies somewhere in between that. But I'm quite serious about two things. One, you will, I want you to take this on. Two, you will be challenged. And three, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help because I have complete confidence in your mind and in your ability and in your power. Don't be discouraged. This is number four. Don't be discouraged. The X-type works. You may not believe it right now. You may not think that your thinking is sufficiently groomed to handle it, and you may blame the X-type as being too much work. But it is only too much work if you give it away too soon and it doesn't bear your imprint. It doesn't bear your mind. It doesn't capture your mind as the executive. You're the executive, and that is mission critical. You have to think differently. And so this is a tool to make you go, crunch it, and <laughs> make, it, make, it, make your mind obey the format. And you need to develop this appetite for precision and excellence. The devil is in the details. If you're a glad hander and you have strength in that, you're great on the golf course, you're a terrific spokesperson for your company, but not much into detail, well, recognize that and appoint a killer deployment person, someone who will do this for you. I want to be realistic with you. You will still, but this is the thing, you still require the detail from that person. You may not have the orientation to dig it in, dig it up yourself. 
but you can, in your position of power, say, this is the kind of detail I need. I need not only what you're going to do, but how you're going to do it. I need not only what and who are going to do it, but how they're going to do it. Give me methodology. And if there is a gap in methodology in this corporation, let me know about it. We will fill it in, and I will tell you there are huge gaps. It mostly has to do with marketing, that you are buying what is being marketed. But when you think about what strength it gives your company, what it gives your company is movement forward but not complete strength. It helps, but it doesn't give you a complete array. But my preference is better still learn for yourself. It will take you, I estimate, six evenings of three hours each across a span of, say, three weeks, two even better. But don't do it in one week. One week is too little. Six evenings of wrestling down this format. That's generously of three hours each. It may take you a whole month to find that time. You want to build the momentum and you want to, in a way, inhabit the format. And you will acquire a new habit of mine and you will love it. You'll love the clarity. You'll love the control. You'll love the relationship between effect and cause. You will enter that dynamic that so often eludes the executive. And you will have an avenue of contribution that is new. This is your shiny time. This is your learning. It will change you. And to that, I know you say, hallelujah, I've been looking for a way to grow, you say to yourself. And then you can do what you've always wanted to do, and that is drive. Drive your corporation. Drive your plant. Be nice, play nice, look nice. And in the quiet of your own strategic mind, be a barracuda. Develop the appetite for lunch for lunch. That's what the barracuda is. Everything is lunch. It's either lunch or not lunch. If it's lunch, I'm on it. If it's not lunch, it's not worth my time. Be a barracuda. This is the magic of the visual construct, the structure that is on that piece of paper that's barely two-dimensional. I'm sorry, it's barely three-dimensional until, until you enliven it with your own precision, with your own mind. That's the way, the way to make the tool jump and to make an organizer of it. I told you at the very beginning that Danaher, which is a major corporation, an acquirer of other corporations, requires the X-type matrix within the first 30 days of the plant acquisition. Plant is bought, it's ours, 30 days later the X-type is on my desk from whoever is the ranking site executive for that new acquisition. It's that important. And they are an amazing corporation of not just acquisitions, but of success. They create successful plants because someone got it. Someone understood that the power of methodology is the power of structure. And within that structure is freedom. The freedom to create, to build, to build prosperity, to bear the burden of budget and stability and growth and to really enjoy that, to become a thoroughbred as an executive, an executive thoroughbred, a barracuda leader. The strategic mind is a hungry mind and it enjoys that. The hunger is an appetite and the appetite is pleasure. 
It's pleasure. So that's a big shift. If you give this away by making a consensus process, you will make some movement forward, but it will never fire you. It will never ignite you. Something ignited in my soul, fever or unremembered wings, and I went my own way deciphering that burning fire. And I wrote the first bare line, bare foolishness, bare nothing, and the heavens opened. This is uh, Pablo Neruda, translated, but he was the poet laureate of, I believe it was Chile. Wonderful, wonderful poetic mind, but puts it in a nutshell. Your work, executives, can be glorious and self-rewarding in this way. And these tools, the tools of visual leadership, are the way for you to put yourself into the executive position. Instead of thinking of all of those reports that you have to do as um, a reflection of yourself. That's just scut work. You know, I run a corporation myself. And I have scut work and I have glory work. And I do the scut work so I can get to the glory work. And I do the glory work so I can bear to do the scut work. Mm? That's the way it is. So... Next, next week, we're going to take on the war room. I will be able to describe this to you, but I will not be able to give you the experience. I've given you some sense of experience here at the X-Type. It is, I have to admit it, it is a coaching and consulting model. You can only do the war room when you've reached a certain point. You can do some visual scheduling. We'll talk about that. But the war room is a different, completely different kettle of whales. I had a wonderful time with you today. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I'm signing off. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. 